Chapter 41 of Struggles and Triumphs, or Forty Years' Recollections of P. T. Barnum. Written by himself. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Struggles and Triumphs of P. T. Barnum. Chapter 41 Bennett and the Herald. When the old American Museum burned down, and while the ruins were still smoking i had numerous applications for the purchase of the lease of the two lots fifty-six by one hundred feet which had still nearly eleven years to run it will be remembered that in eighteen forty seven i came back from england while my second lease of five years had yet three years more to run and renewed that lease for twenty-five years from eighteen fifty one at an annual rental of ten thousand dollars it was also stipulated that in case the building was destroyed by fire the proprietor of the property should expend twenty four thousand dollars towards the erection of a new edifice and at the end of the term of lease he was to pay me the appraised value of the building not to exceed one hundred thousand dollars rents and real estate values had trebled since i took this twenty-five years lease and hence the remaining term was very valuable I engaged an experienced and competent real estate broker in Pine Street to examine the terms of my lease, and in view of his knowledge of the cost of erecting buildings and the rentals they were commanding in Broadway, I enjoined him to take his time and make a careful estimate of what the lease was worth to me, and what price I ought to receive if I sold it to another party. At the end of several days he showed me his figures, which proved that the lease was fully worth $275,000 as i was inclined to have a museum higher up town i did not wish to engage in erecting two buildings at once so i concluded to offer my museum lease for sale accordingly i put it into the hands of mr homer morgan with directions to offer it for two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars which was fifty thousand dollars less than the value at which it had been estimated the next day i met mr james gordon bennett who told me that he desired to buy my lease and at the same time to purchase the fee of the museum property for the erection thereon of a publication building for the new york herald i said i thought it was very fitting the herald should be the successor of the museum and mr bennett asked my price please to go or send immediately to homer morgan's office i replied and you will learn that mr morgan has the lease for sale at two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars this is fifty thousand dollars less than its estimated value but to you i will deduct twenty five thousand dollars from my already reduced price so you may have the lease for two hundred thousand dollars bennett replied that he would look into the affair closely and the next day his attorney sent for my lease he kept it several days and then appointed an hour for me to come to his office i called according to appointment mr bennett and his attorney had thoroughly examined the lease it was the property of my wife bennett concluded to accept my offer my wife assigned the lease to him and his attorney handed me mr bennett's check on the chemical bank for two hundred thousand dollars that same day i invested fifty thousand dollars in united states bonds and the remaining one hundred and fifty thousand dollars was similarly invested on the following day i learned at that time that bennett had agreed to purchase the fee of the property for five hundred thousand dollars he had been informed that the property was worth some three hundred and fifty thousand to four hundred thousand dollars and he did not mind paying a hundred thousand dollars extra for the purpose of carrying out his plans 
but the parties who estimated for him the value of the land knew nothing of the fact that there was a lease upon the property else of course they would in their estimate have deducted the two hundred thousand dollars which the lease would cost when therefore mr bennett saw it stated in the newspapers that the sum which he had paid for a piece of land measuring only fifty-six by one hundred feet was more than was ever before paid in any city in the world for a tract of that size he discovered the serious oversight which he had made and the owner of the property was immediately informed that bennett would not take it but bennett had already signed a bond to the owner agreeing to pay one hundred thousand dollars cash and to mortgage the premises for the remaining four hundred thousand dollars supposing that by this step he had shaken off the owner of the fee bennett was not long in seeing that as he was not to own the land he would have no possible use for the lease for which he had paid the two hundred thousand dollars and accordingly his next step was to shake me off also and to get back the money he had paid me at this time bennett was ruling the managers of the theatres and other amusements with a rod of iron he had established a large job printing office in connection with the herald office and woe to the manager who presumed to have his bills printed elsewhere any manager who dared to decline employing bennett's job office to print his small bills and posters at bennett's exorbitant prices was ignored in the herald his advertisements were refused and generally he and his establishment were blackballed and blackguarded in the columns of the herald of course most of the managers were somewhat sensitive to such attacks and therefore submitted to his impositions in the job office his double price for newspaper advertisements and any other overbearing conditions the herald might choose to dictate the advertisements of the academy of music then under the direction of mr mac Meridzek, had been refused on account of some dissatisfaction in the herald office in regard to free boxes and also because the prima donna miss clara louise kellogg had certain ideas of her own with regard to social intercourse with certain people as miss jenny lind had had in regard to the same people when she was under my management and to some degree under my advice and these ideas were not particularly relished by the power behind the herald throne for my own part i thoroughly understood bennett and his concern and i never cared one farthing for him or his paper i had seen for years especially as bennett's enormously overestimated influence applied to public amusements that whatever the herald praised sickened drooped and if the herald persisted in praising it finally died while whatever the herald attacked prospered and all the more the more it was abused it was utterly impossible for bennett to injure me unless he had some more potent weapon than his herald and that this was the general opinion was quite evident from the fact that several years had elapsed since gentlemen were in the almost daily habit of cuffing kicking and cowhiding bennett in the streets and other public places for his scurrilous attacks upon them or other members of their families it had come to be seen that what the herald said good or bad was like the editor himself literally of no account my business for many years as manager of the museum and other public entertainments compelled me to court notoriety and i always found bennett's abuse far more remunerative than his praise even if i could have had the praise at the same price that is for nothing 
especially was it profitable to me when i could be the subject of scores of lines of his scolding editorials free of charge instead of paying him forty cents a line for advertisements which would not attract a tenth part so much attention bennett had tried abusing me off and on for twenty years on one occasion refusing my advertisement altogether for the space of about a year but i always managed to be the gainer by his course now however when new difficulties threatened all the leading managers in new york were members of the managers association and as we all submitted to the arbitrary and extortionate demands of the herald bennett thought he had but to crack his whip in order to keep any and all of us within the traces the great ogre of the herald supposed he could at all times frighten the little managerial boys into any holes which might be left open for them to hide in accordingly one day bennett's attorney wrote me a letter saying he would like to have me call on him at his office the following morning not dreaming of the object i called as desired and after a few pleasant commonplace remarks about the weather and other trifles the attorney said mr barnum i have sent for you to say that mr bennett has concluded not to purchase the museum lots and therefore that you had better take back the lease and return the two hundred thousand dollars paid for it are you in earnest i asked with surprise certainly quite so he answered really i said smiling i'm sorry i can't accommodate mr bennett i have not got the little sum about me in fact i have spent the money it will be better for you to take back the lease said the attorney seriously nonsense i replied i shall do nothing of the sort i don't make child's bargains the lease was cheap enough but i have other business to attend to and shall have nothing to do with it the attorney said very little in reply but i could see by the almost benignant sorrow expressed upon his countenance that he evidently pitied me for the temerity that would doubtless lead me into the jaws of the insatiable monster of the herald the next morning i observed that the advertisement of my entertainments with my museum company at winter garden was left out of the herald columns i went directly to the editorial rooms of the herald and learning that bennett was not in i said to mr hudson then managing editor my advertisement is left out of the herald is there a screw loose i believe there is was the reply what is the matter i asked you must ask the emperor said mr hudson meaning of course bennett when will the emperor be in i inquired next monday was the answer well i shall not see him i replied but i wish to have this thing settled at once mr hudson i now tender you the money for the insertion of my museum advertisement on the same terms as are paid by other placements of amusement will you publish it i will not mr hudson peremptorily replied that is all i said mr hudson then smilingly and blandly remarked i have formally answered your formal demand because i suppose you require it but you know mr barnum i can only obey orders i assured him that i understood the matter perfectly and attached no blame to him in the premises i then proceeded to notify the secretary of the managers association to call the managers together at twelve o'clock the following day and there was a full meeting at the appointed time i stated the facts in the case in the herald affair and simply remarked that if we did not make common cause against any newspaper publisher who excluded an advertisement from his columns simply to gratify a private pique it was evident that either and all of us were liable to imposition at any time 
one of the managers immediately made a motion that the entire association should stop their advertising and bill printing at the herald office and have no further connection with that establishment mr lester wallach advised that this motion should not be adopted until a committee had waited upon bennett and had reported the result of the interview to the association accordingly messrs wallach wheatley and stewart were delegated to go down to the herald office to call on mr bennett the moment bennett saw them he evidently suspected the object of their mission for he at once commenced to speak to mr wallach in a patronizing manner told him how long he had known and how much he respected his late father who was a true english gentleman of the old school with much more in the same strain mr wallach replied to bennett that the three managers were appointed a committee to wait upon him to ascertain if he insisted upon excluding from his columns the museum advertisements not on account of any objection to the contents of the advertisements or to the museum itself but simply because he had a private business disagreement with the proprietor intimating that such a proceeding for such a reason and no other might lead to a rupture of business relations with other managers in reply mr bennett had something to say about the fox that suffered tailwise from a trap and thereupon advised all other foxes to cut their tails off and he pointed the fable by setting forth the impolicy of drawing down upon the association the vengeance of the herald the committee however coolly insisted upon a direct answer to their question bennett then answered i will not publish barnum's advertisement i do my business as i please and in my own way so do we replied one of the managers and the committee withdrew the next day the managers association met heard the report and unanimously resolved to withdraw their advertisements from the herald and their patronage from the herald job establishment and it was done nevertheless the herald for several days continued to print gratuitously the advertisements of wallach's theatre and niblo's garden and inordinately puffed these establishments evidently in order to ease the fall and to convey the idea that some of the theatres patronized the herald and perhaps hoping by praising these managers to draw them back again and so to nullify the agreement of the association in regard to the herald thereupon the managers headed their advertisements in all the other new york papers with the line this establishment does not advertise in the new york herald and for many months this announcement was kept at the top of every theatrical advertisement and on the posters and playbills the herald then began to abuse and vilify the theatrical and opera managers their artists and their performances and by way of contrast profusely praised tony pastor's bowery show and sundry entertainments of a similar character thereby speedily bringing some of these sideshows to grief and shutting up their shops meanwhile the first-class theatres prospered amazingly under the abuse of bennett their receipts were never larger and their houses never more thronged the public took sides in the matter with the managers and not with the herald and thousands of people went to the theatres merely to show their willingness to support the managers and to spite old bennett the editor was fairly caught in his own trap other journals began to estimate the loss the herald sustained by the action of the managers and it was generally believed that this loss in advertising and job printing was not less than from seventy five thousand to one hundred thousand dollars a year the herald's circulation also suffered terribly 
since hundreds of people at the hotels and elsewhere who were accustomed to buy the papers solely for the sake of seeing what amusements were announced for the evening now bought other papers this was the hardest blow of all and it fully accounted for the abuse which the herald daily poured out upon the theatres but the more bennett raved the more the people laughed and the more determined did they seem to patronize the managers many people came to the museum who said they came expressly to show us that the public were with us and against the herald the other managers stated their experience to be the same in this respect in fact it was a subject of general remark that without exception the associated managers never had done such a thriving business as during the two years in which they gave the herald the cold shoulder bennett evidently felt ashamed of the whole transaction he would never publish the facts in his columns though he once stated in an editorial that it had been reported that he had been cheated in purchasing the broadway property that the case had gone to court and that the public would soon know all the particulars some persons supposed by this that bennett had sued me but this was far from being the case the owner of the lot sued bennett to compel him to take the title and pay for the property as per agreement and that was all the law there was about it he held james gordon bennett's bond that he would pay him half a million of dollars for the land as follows one hundred thousand dollars cash and a bond and mortgage upon the premises for the remaining four hundred thousand dollars the day before the suit was to come to trial bennett came forward took the deed and paid one hundred thousand dollars cash and gave a bond and mortgage of the entire premises for four hundred thousand dollars that lien still exists against the herald property had i really taken back the lease as bennett desired he would have been in a worse scrape than ever for having been compelled to take the property he would have been obliged as my landlord to go on and assist in building a museum for me according to the terms of my lease and a museum i should certainly have built on bennett's property even if i had owned a dozen museums uptown as it was bennett was badly beaten on every side and especially by the managers who forever established the fact that the herald's abuse was profitable and its patronage fatal to any enterprise and who taught mr bennett personally the lesson of his own insignificance as he had not learned it since the days when gentlemen used to kick and cowhide him up and down the whole length of nassau street in the autumn of eighteen sixty eight the associated managers came to the conclusion that the punishment of bennett for two years was sufficient and they consented to restore their advertisements to the herald i was then associated with the van amberg company in my new museum and we concluded that the cost of advertising in the herald was more than it was worth and so we did not enter into the new arrangement made by the managers association End of chapter forty one